According to Forbes magazine, an ISIS-linked Iraqi man allegedly carried out surveillance on properties associated with former President George W. Bush in what the FBI described as a revenge plot, an attempt to assassinate the former president. Much of it was being organized over WhatsApp, a communications uh, software uh, platform that is uh, owned by Facebook. Investigators said uh, the uh, two confidential informants and the person uh, who was carrying out or planning to carry out the attack did surveillance of the alleged plotter's WhatsApp account and they revealed plans to smuggle assassins into the United States via the open southern border and that they had plans to murder the former president according to a search warrant application that has been uncovered by Forbes magazine. The Iraqi man is accused by the United States government of being linked to ISIS operatives and that they were plotting to kill former President W. Bush, uh, going as far as to travel to Dallas in November to take video around the former president's home and recruiting a team of compatriots also Iraqis, whom he had hoped to smuggle into the United States via the loose and very open Mexican border. Now, the FBI's search warrant application was filed in March 23rd and was unsealed only this week in the Southern District of Ohio. <coughs> the FBI said it had uncovered the scheme um, of the uh, work because of the work of confidential informants and surveillance of the alleged plotters on the account of the Meta-owned WhatsApp messaging platform. The suspect, Shalib Ahmad Shikia, or Shalib Ahmad Shihab Shilhab, was based in Columbus, Ohio, and uh, wanted to make an attempt on the life of Bush because he felt the former president was responsible for killing of many Iraqis and breaking apart the country after the 2003 military invasion of Iraq and its eventual collapse into anarchy, according to the search warrant. The case uh, shows that federal investigators continue to monitor threats from ISIS, even though the group has been severely weakened by American intelligence activities and military operations across the world and that of its allies in recent years. It also shows how the FBI, despite claims of being prevented from investigating major crimes because of Meta and other tech providers' use of encryption, has been able to work around the securities of these uh, software platforms using old-school policing and sourcing informants and tracking the metadata that they can get from the messaging company. That's the latest on this. We will continue to brief you. I'm Mike of New York. An alleged ISIS-linked male in the U.S. was plotting to kill George W. Bush, going so far as to travel to Dallas in November to take video around the former president's home and recruiting help from a team of compatriots he hoped to smuggle into the country over the Mexican border, according to an FBI search warrant application filed on March 23rd. 
The FBI said it uncovered the scheme through the work of two confidential informants and surveillance of the alleged plotter's account on the Meta-owned WhatsApp messaging platform. The alleged plot organizer has been in the U.S. since 2020 and had an asylum application pending, according to the FBI's search warrant application. In November 2021, the suspect revealed to the FBI's insider the plot to assassinate Bush and asked the confidential source if he knew how to, quote, obtain replica or fraudulent police and or FBI identifications and badges to help carry out the killing, and whether or not it was possible to smuggle the plotters out of the country the same way they came in after the mission was complete, according to the warrant. As many as seven members of the group would be sent to the U.S. to kill President Bush, according to a conversation described in the warrant. His plan, according to the warrant, was to get the ISIS operatives Mexican visitor visas, using passport information he would send the informant over WhatsApp before getting them over the border. The alleged smuggler said he also wanted to find and assassinate a former Iraqi general who helped Americans during the war and whom he believed was living under a fictitious identity in the U.S., investigators said. As part of its surveillance of the alleged plotters, the FBI recently received permission to acquire mobile location information from AT&T. It had already used what's known as a pen register on the WhatsApp account, believed to belong to the chief suspect, helping them determine how often the account was used, what numbers it was contacting, and whether or not it was active. While the suspect seemed convinced his WhatsApp account was secure, he was unaware that investigators could see every message he sent to confidential sources. Nor was he aware that starting in October, he was using a phone that he was given by the informant at the FBI's request. The informant noted that the target was a keen user of WhatsApp and was a member of Bath and ISIS chat groups in the app. While the sources were passing on what they learned over WhatsApp throughout 2021 and 2022, they were also secretly recording the in-person meetings with the alleged plotter in which additional startling details were revealed, according to the FBI. In our other top story, we are looking at, of course, the assumption of the 17th President of the Republic of the Philippines. It's a familiar name with a slightly different middle initial. This is Ferdinand R. Marcos, the son of former Philippine President and strongman Ferdinand E. Marcos, who was president uh, during a very long period of time in the Philippines that some call the Marcos Dictatorship. He assumed office as the 17th president after being called uh, by members of the House. Ladies and gentlemen of the 18th Congress, Ferdinand Romualdez Marcos Jr., the duly elected president of the Republic of the Philippines. May we request the duly elected president, President Ferdinand Romualdez Marcos Jr., to proceed to the roster. May we also request the family of the duly elected president, Ferdinand, Bongbong Ramadas Marcos Jr. to accompany him to the rostrum. You know, it was a pretty amazing sight for many people to see after, you know, all the uh, turns in history as, uh, of course, uh, Lisa Araneta Marcos, uh, the new Philippine First Lady, uh, joined her husband, uh, President uh, Bongbong Marcos, uh, Ferdinand Marcos uh, uh, Jr., as as they approached uh, the uh, uh, the uh, dais, as they say, or the uh, the speaker's uh, lectern at the uh, Batasan Pambansa, or the National Congress in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. Of course, uh, this is not the oath-taking, 
but merely the declaration of Ferdinand R. Marcos as president-elect of the Philippines. Uh, one scene that a lot of people probably didn't expect because she is getting on in years, 90 years old. She's back, ladies and gentlemen, Imelda Romualdez Marcos, the uh, famous uh, first lady uh, of her, uh, her husband, uh, Ferdinand E. Marcos, also took to the stage. Well, as we, as I had uh, said earlier, uh, as soon as we have more to announce, uh, we will ask for you to come. So, sandali lang we have a video briefing. We, as I'm sure you know, um, nakakatanggap na ako ng mga congratulatory messages from different heads of states. Nakausap ko na si, ang unang nakatawag sa amin ay yung uh, uh, US, the President Joe Biden, and China, President Xi. Uh, nakausap ko na yung also the uh, uh, Japanese Prime Minister Kishida. I even spoke to the outgoing Prime Minister of Australia, uh, PM Morrison, uh, who, is, uh, who just went through an election also. So, marami na talagang nangyayari, marami na talagang, we are already being recognized. This new administration is being already recognized. Mukha namang walang problema sa recognition. Uh, maybe the uh, comfortable margin that we enjoyed uh, during the uh, the election is uh, has, a, has a part to play with that. Uh, in co in the in connection of that, today I met with uh, four, well, three ambassadors: uh, the ambassador of South Korea, the ambassador of Japan, uh, the ambassador from India, and now the head of station of the United States. Uh, where we were able to discuss many of the things that um, uh, that how we how we are going to handle uh, the next uh, few years in terms of our relationship with the different countries. Ang uh, aking lang laging pinapaalala sa kanila, sinasabi ko, palagay ko, sa pandemyang ito, ang recovery ng lahat natin ay hindi kakayanin ng kahit isang bansa, kahit gano'ng kayaman, Kailangan the partnerships will be the one that will bring us to uh, keep the global economy at least uh, uh, as stable as is possible and will give us the opportunities for us to take advantage of the opening of the global economy. So uh, I think that the, we were all in agreement that that is going to be the situation. Uh, specifically in Japan, we, uh, with the Japanese ambassador, we spoke about uh, some of the uh, ODA projects that uh, JICA ODA uh, that possibly we can uh, pursue. At marami siyang ipinakita sa amin na mga possibilities uh, in terms of infrastructure, in terms of transportation infrastructure, um, in terms of uh, uh, the usual horizontal infrastructure, and also of employment. Um, where 
we would like, he would like to see an increase, Japan would like to see an increase of employment of Filipinos in Japan. Uh, so that, that, that we will pursue that, uh, those opportunities further. Uh, with the, the ambassador with, of South Korea, uh, namin yung, um, IT, uh, digital communication, because uh, South Korea is still considered to be one of the best uh, in the world when it comes to IT. And I said, kung saan matulungan mo kami siya, matulungan mo kami diyan. At uh, pinag-usapan din namin with, South, with the uh, South Korean ambassador, napag-usapan din namin um, yung offer nila at yung nakapunta na rito ng mga expert na nuclear power para tignan ang Bataan Nuclear Power Plant para makita kung ano ba ang maaring gawin. Pwede pa bang ituloy o kailangan na magtayo ng bago? Uh, what are the things that we will have to do? So, binuhay namin ulit ang diskusyon na yun. Although they have come before, we will now study their uh, recommendations and their findings and we will see if it can still apply. Because as, you, as we have been talking about all through the campaign, isa sa pinakamalaking problema is the supply of uh, power. Uh, if we are going to industrialize post-pandemic, we are going to go through rapid industrialization, then the power sector must be ready for that. And that, uh, the problem with, the, the problem with the, uh, in the power sector is that but laki ang lead time. Kahit na siguro yung pinakamaliit na planta, three years yan. Minimum, three to five to seven years. But uh, kahit na hindi namin, hindi aabutan ng administrasyon ko, uh, we still have to start, we still have to start somewhere. So we spoke about, uh, uh, about that. Um, and uh, some of the other uh, security concerns for the region. Uh, and siyempre, uh, North Korea is of, the, is of continuing concern to South Korea uh, and the stability in our area is something that uh, we had also discussed. With the uh, ambassador um, from India, we hit upon, uh, uh, he had three very interesting uh, programs that he, they are instituting in India that I think might be applicable uh, in the Philippines. And we again agreed to go into uh, these uh, different areas uh, in greater detail. Uh, number one, of course, is agriculture. Uh, we have a lot, we can learn a lot, especially from India, uh, not only in the techniques of agriculture, but also in the protection of, farm, for, of farmers and how to bring the age average age ng the farmers down from what it is now yung nababasa ko 57 50, 56 57 ang average age ng ating mga magsasaka at walang pumapasok ng mga kabataan and the, one of the solutions that was proposed is that it will kung gawin nating high tech yung ating uh, agriculture magiging interesting para sa mga mas bata because the, with the new technologies, we will need young people anyway. So we started talking about that uh, and the protection of the farmers. I also, because it is one of the conclusions we arrived at uh, during and after the pandemic, uh, after the first uh, hit of the pandemic, yung uh, gamot. And we know that India 
is one of the largest manufacturers of generic drugs. And I think, I said, we, if we could go into partnership para magkaroon ng production dito sa Pilipinas, turuan nyo kami what is the manufacturing technology, what are the necessary uh, uh, things that have to be put in place. Is there new legislation? Would we have to put up a, a new agency? Or we will have to do training of uh, those of uh, yung mga nasa atin na tao. Uh, so, the, but in the end, to be able to provide at least the basic, yung mga basic lang na mga gamot uh, na dito na nang gagaling. Uh, marami na tayong ginagawa pero marami pa rin kulang. And kaya naman siguro, I have no doubt na yung ating mga, mga manufacturers dito, eh, kaya naman nilang gawin yan. Pero we will get advice because uh, may experience ang India. Kaya siguro naman eh, marami silang, uh, uh, marami silang maipapakita sa atin. Titignan natin kung babagay dito sa Pilipinas, baka maka-adapt tayo and we will, uh, we, can also, we will also be able to pursue that. The other very interesting uh, area that we talked about with the Indian Ambassador was their programs in India for microfinancing. And this is again because of the SMSMEs that we are hoping uh, to, um, to assist. Uh, to bring back, to create more jobs, uh, to give, bring people back uh, their livelihoods. Meron silang statistic na nagulat kaming lahat. Sinabi, eh, 70 pesos pa lang, 70 pesos pa lang pwede na silang magbukas ng account doon sa kanila. Napakaliit lamang, kaya na nila. Uh, so sabi namin, sabi ko, Pake, will you please send me material? Because I'm very, very interested in that. Kasi mabusisi ang trabaho na yan. India has always been a pioneer in terms of microfinancing. Um, and, but they, I did not, they have taken it already to this level. Na kahit ganun lang kaliit ang puhunan mo, pwede ka na magkabanko, pwede ka na magkabank account, pwede ka na maghanap buhay, pwede ka na magnegosyo. And with the, well, with the, uh, uh, with the, the American charge, um, well, as you can imagine, pagka kausap natin Amerikan, eh marami talaga kami pag-uusapan. Uh, but uh, primarily, uh, one of the uh, first uh, subjects that we came upon were the assistances that uh, the United States is offering to mitigate climate change in, uh, in different countries. At uh, very active sila, they, they want to take a leadership role in uh, the mitigation of the effects of climate change of global warming and i said I, it is very that became nung nakita ko sa brief na yun ang kanilang ginagawa ay nakita ko kagad kasi napakataas natin top 3 tayo sa at risk uh, sa climate change so that's uh, that is immediately uh, uh, that is immediately of great interest Security concerns, of course, have always been a big part of our relationship with the United States. Uh, but then the additional, it is very well. Of course, we will welcome any, any assistance uh, for the economy that we, can, uh, uh, that we can get from the United States. But I thought, I said, I think that not only a dependence on uh, aid from uh, the United States, but also in trade, trade not aid, balik pa rin tayo doon, trade not aid. And uh, so, to open the, open the 
the again the government the bureaucracy this administration to the possibilities of private uh, private partnerships joint venture um, with the, from the Philippines and with the American. Marami naman tayong history sa ganyan. Marami nang nagbubukas dito na kumpanya na, na American uh, since uh, long, for a long time now. So that is a well-established uh, root or role that we have uh, the, the part of our relationship. Siyempre, security concerns, pinag-usapan namin the, uh, the, the uh, return or the resigning or the extension of the VFA agreement and how it has to be redefined for the near future with the changing with the changing uh, situation around the world especially in our region Siyempre, yun ang ating primary concern uh, and uh, so if we talked about some new technologies that might be available to us uh, in terms again of power generation but which as as there, uh, ang usapan talaga nasa climate change napunta kasi naman climate change uh, climate change eh, napupunta yan sa lahat ng sektor eh. kaya tayo nang uh, napunta sa power napunta sa agri napunta sa iba't ibang uh, iba't ibang sektor so that is uh, the extent of my my uh, discussions with the ambassadors today uh, with uh, some of the diplomats that uh, that came to see me today, uh, we have. This is not the first time I've met with him. Uh, this must be about the second, third, or fourth time already. Dahil nung kampanya palang, marami nang pumupunta nagtatanong ano ba talagang iniisip mo, ano yung binabalak mo. And this is just to to further the discussion so that we get into uh, actual practical detail. Hindi lang yung mga uh, vague ideas of what can be done. Uh, but really to dig down and to see what can be done, what needs to be done para mag-succeed itong mga program na ito. What do we have to do in the Philippines? What can we uh, expect uh, from our partners around the world? So that's basically it. Um, uh, except for <laughs> uh, some of, I think, the yung inaantay nyo talaga yung mga appointment. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, uh, Na, ano tayo ni, ano, na, on, the, our, our, our friend, uh, the incoming DOJ secretary has already announced it himself. So, sa segundahan ko na lang siya, that uh, Boeing Remulia, I have asked him to uh, join the government uh, as uh, um, uh, DOJ, the secretary of the Department of Justice. Uh, I think he will be very good. He has, uh, as you know, he has a good uh, a great many years of experience in government number one and he's he's a, what many people do not know is that he's actually a very very good lawyer uh, and so I think he will fit uh, very nicely into the uh, into the DOJ uh, I guess we can talk about our last meeting already uh, I had over lunch uh, the former Secretary Laguesma of Dole uh, and Toots Ople um, to talk about the labor segment, both Dole and the new Department of Migrant Workers. Uh, so, uh, our new, uh, uh, my, nominee, my nominee for Dole is going to be um, is going to be the former secretary, former secretary Laguesma, uh, to return. 
and we've asked the help from Toots Ople to uh, organize already, start organize already uh, the Department of Migrant Workers so that when the time comes that we are mandated to start operations, uh, we are ready. Hindi na tayo mag-a-adjust, hindi na tayo magpapalit. Kaya ang naging uh, concern ko is eh, mahirap naman kung magbabago tayo two years from now, babaguhin natin dahil magkakaroon ng migrant worker, eh, Department of Migrant Workers, ay kung ititigil pa natin ang services bago tayo nag-organize. So sabi ko, para hindi matigil ang functions, uh, ay ngayon pa lang, umpisahan natin umpisahan na natin pag-isipin, pag-isipan kung ano ang gagawin natin para pagdating ng panahon ay mabilis na the Department of Migrant Workers from the day one uh, will immediately be uh, 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 operational and performing its function. Uh, that, that's really my general policy so all lahat na ito uh, is to fix policy as early as now um, uh, so that when the time comes that we are giving now our nominations to the CA ay mabilis na ang magiging proseso at kahit na hindi pa ma-confirm yung mga iba, hindi pa natapos ang confirmation process ng mga iba ay uh, ang mangyayari ay i, i, ma, marami na tayong uh, na, naintindihan na ng mga tao natin, the cabinet, the secretaries, and uh, the rest of government kung ano yung kailangan gawin, what is expected, what the timetable uh, has to be uh, so that we can immediately start work uh, as soon as, uh, as, soon as uh, the, term, the, 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 the term of the next administration began, begins. I have also tapped an old friend uh, uh, who also was uh, formerly in this position, Arce Balisakan, who was our former NEDA. And uh, I've asked him to return to NEDA. Uh, I've worked with him extensively in the time that I was governor. Uh, we have very similar thinking in, uh, in that regard. I know he's very competent. I know he's... Uh, uh, his policies are policies that uh, uh, will be to the betterment of our country and for employment, uh, for the development of the economy. Nag-uusap kami ng ilang oras at mukha namang tumutugma ang aming pag-iisip tungkol sa approach natin dito sa mga darating na ilang taon when it comes to the economic managers. I know that, siyempre, ang magiging Ang magiging, uh, ang punot-luro talaga na susunod na administrasyon is the economy. Kaya alam ko yan, inaabangan na talaga ninyo. Uh, allow me and maybe a few more days uh, for me to be able to announce formally who will be part of the, well, we, the, the labor sector is going to be very much part of any redevelopment and recovery of the economy. Uh, so that's part of it. NEDA, obviously. Uh, I've, the, in, Saneda, having come from governor, eh, sabi ko dapat ibalik natin yung, tunay, yung primary function ng NEDA. Uh, NEDA, you have to remember, is the National Economic Development Authority. And the process has always been 
that the provincial development councils will forward their recommendations to the, to the regional development council which will forward their recommendations to NEDA. Hindi na nasunod yun. Kailangan natin maibalik because again, being a proponent of local government, we need to hear from local governments so that we are our, what we do at the national level is relevant to the needs uh, and the concerns of local government. Uh, uh, so that's it for now. I think that uh, uh, I think that that's uh, that that's enough to get to be getting on with. We're working very hard on the other departments, and dahan dahan naman, dahan dahan naman. We are we are beginning to fill the positions. I still have to talk to them, uh, some of our proposed nominees, and we have to understand that nagkakasundo kami sa polisya. Kasi kung hindi naman sila mag-agree, eh, mahirap naman masyado yun. Uh, so we will, we, will, uh, we will continue to discuss with them. And should they agree, eh, umpisahan na namin ang mga planning para, para diyan. So um, I want, technically talaga, uh, dapat after proclamation itong mga announcement na ito. At, uh, pero I'm, I know na maraming, maraming nag uh, hindi na makapag-antay dahil nga napaka-importante itong mga appointment na ito but allow me uh, the luxury of a few more days uh, and uh, we will be able to announce more at the moment syempre nakaabang kami sa canvassing uh, my best information is that uh, uh, the canvassing will, will proceed rapidly and uh, I told the uh, um, I told the speaker and uh, the leadership of uh, the House and of the Senate that I'm on call. Kung matapos sila, kahit anong oras, kahit hating gabi, I'll be happy to go there to be, to be proclaimed. Uh, so that's, the, that's what we are uh, busy with now. Uh, and uh, that also explains to you bakit ako naka-Amerikana. Uh, dahil nga, uh, mga kaharap ko, ambassador nga. Na ibang, na ibang look namin dito sa headquarters at uh, uh, hindi na kami nangangampanya at uh, we are now back in the office, uh, working in the office. So uh, I'll, I'll leave that with you for now. At, uh, well, I'll take a few. Hindi kaya because nga na, na may hospital eh. Eh, ginagamit pa eh. Hindi naman natin pwedeng ilipat yun. Eh. Kailangan pa dun. Manila government and even the DPWA Secretary Roger Mercado parang sa No, I don't think there's any need uh, to, to go out of that. Yun lang, we're now looking for an alternative. Uh, we... So out na po yung uh, grandstand? I think for now, unless something will change, uh, change uh, radically, uh, we we cannot use Kirina Grandstand. I would have, mas maganda para sa akin, gusto ko doon, dahil yan ang tradisyon eh. Pero, eh, marami talagang pinalitan yung pandemic, wala tayong magagawa. Sir, under your administration, uh, will the Philippines participate in the Indo-Pacific Economic Framework? Yes, we talked about that. Uh, yes, we are very much involved. We are very much involved and we are considered very much an important member of that uh, uh, aggregation. Uh, so the some of the elements of the Indo-Pacific Regional 
uh, treaty are going. Uh, we spoke about with the different uh, with the different ambassadors, uh, most specifically with the American charge. So yes, we will be involved in that. Your House Majority Leader has said that. Um, I'm sorry. House Majority Leader Rombales has said that. Okay, um, I'm sorry. I'm really. Hello, sir. House Majority Leader Rombales has said that um, a stimulus measure is among your top priority legislation. Yeah. For the incoming Congress, sir. Sir, may we know, sir, if you think that the government still has funds to, to fund uh, another stimulus uh, package, and then, sir, uh, given that the 90 percent of the 2022 budget is already been disbursed to various agencies. Yes, uh, there, there are slight dis there are slight differences because although it has been dispersed, uh, uh, not all of it has been spent. So meron patayong breathing room, pero konti na lang, uh, and so that's why we will have to look uh, to the new budget, the budget for 2023, which is presently being written. Uh, we have to look at, at that to um, to find sufficient funds for the things that we want to do. Because uh, basically, uh, move some public expenditure away from non-investment expenditures to more investment-led uh, uh, expenditures. Uh, again, to revitalize, to really retool the economy. So you're also open to open selling government assets, such as Malaya and a portion of Manila Bay, as proposed by Congressman Salceda I'm always very wary of selling government assets. So as a matter of principle, I'd rather not. Uh, so, yes. Sir, just a follow-up. How do you think the Philippines will benefit from the end of Pacific economic framework? Well, it's going to be because now, as I said, the survival and the stability of the global economy or even just the regional economy is going to depend on the partnerships we make with other countries. And that's why that's going to be very important. We have to open as much of the economy as we can to trade. And that's where these uh, kind of treaties come in. Okay, thank you.